Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. All of us here at the For the Sake of the Child podcast would like to thank the Spouses Clubs from F.E. Warren, Scott, and Vance Air Force Bases for supporting today's podcast. We appreciate your generous support that allows us to not only share information and resources in this podcast, but also build connection through shared stories and experiences, providing military families and professionals tools to provide a convoy of support to military-connected children. Thank you for making a difference in the lives of military children. Welcome, everyone, to our podcast for the sake of a child. My name is Susan Sellers. I'm a spouse of an active-duty service member, parent-to-three military kids, master parent-to-parent educator, and now a podcast host at the Military Child Education Coalition. Today we're going to talk to Clarity Child Guidance Center and their initiative for military families concerning mental health of children. Joining me today is Gerard Mijon. Gerard has been the Director of Marketing at Clarity Child Guidance Center in San Antonio since 2009. Clarity Child Guidance Center is a nonprofit treatment center specialized in children's mental health. Through his work, he has had the opportunity to work alongside a number of professionals who help military-connected families. A French native, Gerard studied business administration in Paris and moved to the United States in 1994 with his family. He is married to Anna, and they have two adult children. Gerard, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you, Susan. It's a pleasure to be here. Would you please tell us more about your work with military families? Absolutely. Well, first of all, just a, a word about Clarity Child Guidance Center. As uh, you mentioned, we are a nonprofit treatment center, and we're based in San Antonio, Texas. And uh, as probably many of your listeners know, San Antonio is military city USA. We have a, a large, it's a large military town with multiple bases, uh, Fort Sam Houston, Lackland Air Force Base, and Randolph Air Force Base, and, and more. So, so we have, uh, through this, because we are a pretty large center. We, we uh, provide treatment to children uh, in San Antonio, including many military families and veteran families uh, who need these services. We, uh, from, we provide tre- treatment uh, from outpatient services uh, if a child needs therapy or a psychiatric uh, support uh, to all the way to inpatient services, and that's when a child uh, is in crisis at risk of harm to self and others and, uh, and needs some uh, safety, a safe place to be for a few days until uh, his, uh, his symptoms uh, that puts him at risk or her, her at risk uh, will be uh, you know, removed uh, or, or uh, tempered so that uh, he can go back to his family in a safe way, uh, which is the beginning of, of ongoing treatment. So we, uh, we provide a lot of uh, uh, services to a lot of children in the community, but again, in, including many, many military families. Interesting. And your organization also recently developed a campaign with the support of USAA called One in Five Minds, and this is specific for military families. 
Can you share how this campaign came about and how you became involved with the Military Child Education Coalition? Yes. So, so One in Five Mind actually was started uh, over uh, six years ago for the general public because we realized that many parents uh, don't know about mental health or children's mental health, and uh, and when it when issues come about, they are very uh, unequipped. Uh, it's very scary. It's a very uh, you know, complex situation sometimes. And uh, and they get very discouraged or isolated, and so that's why we started One in Five Mind. Now, the the reality in the military uh, community is that uh, you know the, they're also touched by the issue of mental health uh, for children. Uh, first of all, uh, there are a lot of stressors. All your listeners know about the many many stressors uh, that uh, our, you know uh, family military family experience from deployment, frequent moves. Uh, sometimes very unfortunate uh, uh, issues that happen, and uh, and so those are stresses that also uh, play a role in the children's mental health. The challenge that I think, uh, from just from talking to many military families since we started the campaign, is that it's one of uh, first of all is is it's harder to detect sometimes because family military families have so many changes that it's easier to to think well. Those issues that are going on with uh, with our children it may be just because of the stress, and it's true there is stress, but it could be something something more. And so, so because of those changes, they tend to maybe sometimes ignore or or uh, not be able to detect the those those problems. The second uh, issue is that there are sometimes concerns uh, with career uh, because having a child with the special needs can. Uh, create a situation for a military professional that uh, have an impact on their career, and uh, and it's important to take that into account, uh, but also important not to ignore the the fact that if a child has those problems, it's it's very important to get help for them. And then finally, sometimes we I hear about difficulties finding providers uh, you know, where uh, the Bases are may not be always uh, provide uh, sufficient or uh, adequate services. It's difficult, just even for the general public to find um, to find good providers. So, two years ago, uh, USAA uh, came to us and and uh, knowing that we had the One in Five Mind campaign, they asked us if we could do something more specifically uh, for military family to help them, uh, you know, understand or, or communicate about. Uh, this uh, issue of children's mental health, mental health, uh, <clears throat> with the uh, awareness and uh, of the uh, special circumstances that they encounter, uh, and uh, so we we did that and launched uh, the campaign. Uh, our website uh, was uh, so at oneinfiveminds.org. Uh, we have extensive content addressing those unique situations, and uh, and that's how we actually connected with MSEC because uh, MSEC is also a beneficiary of of USA's support and and uh, and really involved and, and committed to uh, the welfare of families as well. So uh, it's been a very uh, uh, you know beneficial and fruitful uh, partnership. Well, I have to say the One in Five Mind site sounds like a, an incredible resource for not only uh, military families, but for all families. And it, and it sounds like Clarity is also about educating as well as guiding families to different topics of mental wellness for their children. And I like the point that you brought up about sometimes specific to military families, we have so many changes that what 
the behavior you're seeing displayed in your child, we may just chalk up to stress. We may not realize that it it could be developing into something that's a, a little bit more concerning. So can you elaborate on the more specific resources that you have had created through Clarity available for our military families? Sure. So our resources, the one in five mind resources is is really uh, available on our website, oneinfiveminds.org, and uh, that has a form of, first of all, articles uh, that uh, are, can be read on various topics, uh, including, for example, how to help a child uh, in prepare for deployment or how to help a child after the, or, or for, for a return from deployment, how to prepare for relocation, uh, how to uh, uh, help or how to co-parent during a deployment, for example. So all these different situations that uh, are difficult uh, or you know, unlike what uh, non, non-military uh, families would experience, and how to, on one hand, provide good support for the child so, so the, the transitions are easier and, uh, and better for their mental health. So it's a lot of listening, a lot of uh, paying attention to the to the sign, but also uh, keeping some some very solid structure uh, throughout those changes. And then um, the other part is when to find when to seek more help because it's important to to realize that if uh, a child has a mental health issue, it's not because of parenting. It's not the environment. The environment will make it worse or cause, make it, may trigger some issue, but there really there is more going on. And in that case, uh, it's not just a change of parenting or just a change of uh, environment that will help. It, it might take more. And so that's when we encourage the parent, first of all, to, to, to pay attention and to, to look for these signs but also to uh, to take action. Really, the, the goal of One in Five Mind is really is to encourage parents to seek information and to, to seek help when it's needed. And the help can be of various kind. It could be just talking to a friend who uh, has, you know, similar experience, or could be talking to a teacher, talking to a pediatrician. In the military context, it could be speaking to a military life and family counselor who will uh, keep the, the information confidential or working uh, if if we know more about what is happening with a child is is working on a plan with the an EFMP so a lot of time really um, it takes time it takes effort to find resources to get the right answer these situations are never the same there's not one cookie cutter answer and uh, and sometimes it's complex to find uh, find those answers but it's there is hope uh, you know, treatment and support are effective, and uh, and so we really want to encourage through these resources. So it's articles, we have videos, uh, we have handbooks. Uh, it's really trying to help parents to learn more on their own, and then to have conversations with their spouse, and then to to take action when necessary. Well, I, I must say, when I was looking through the site, I was really impressed, as you mentioned, with the variety of articles and videos on, um, that are available on the site. And the topics are really wide range. They, you know, they were from dealing with relocating to co-parenting with a, a wounded warrior. I have to ask, what would you say is one of your favorite resources available on the website? Well, one resource that uh, I really am very proud of and, and really think is is 
very helpful and important is our guides. We have uh, two sets of guides. One is more of a wellness, mental wellness guide. So it's for parents uh, to, who, you know, military parents, just to uh, help them more understand more how to set up the family uh, routines and and communication and and support uh, to uh, you know have a, a good communication and a good atmosphere that will provide or foster good mental wellness for the for the children. And so uh, it goes from just listening to how to discipline, how to uh, uh, organize the, the family life. Uh, another part of this uh, handbook is uh, more about preparing for changes and transition. So, uh, you know, the transition we, we mentioned earlier. And, and the nice thing about those guides is that it's all in one place. You can find all this information. It's a free handbook that can be downloaded from our website. And this one is, uh, those, you know, they're pretty extensive, but they cover a lot of uh, information. And they also provide a tool for parents to kind of review where they at in the situation, and for uh, you know spouses to talk with one another. I think uh, something that's really important in this situation is to have a good connection between the parents, the mom and mom and dad. And so, so these these handbooks can help you know start conversations and discussions about you know what is going on with with our child and and try to come to to uh, a good understanding and, and mutual agreement on, on what to do. And so we have the, the first guide is more on wellness and preparation. The second guide is more about, more specifically about if you think you have a child with issue and we review all this, the warning signs and uh, you know these are the different levels of care, this is the, how you approach uh, you know, going to uh, an appointment is how you choose a provider and how you you approach a first appointment. Uh, we talk about how to talk with the school, how to work with the school to get support, how to work with the insurance and uh, and get help, and how to take care of yourself uh, in the midst of this. Interesting, and and as you mentioned, um, sometimes just getting started is is half the battle, or you know, yep. can feel overwhelming at times. I, there was one section that kind of stood out to me on the website, and it was you mentioned it a little bit, and I'd love for you to expand. Does my child need help? And in our society today, often mental health is still seen as a stigma. Can you mm -hmm. share some more with our listeners about this part of the site and how it can be utilized by our military-connected parents? Yes, yeah. So, again, <clears throat> it's very important to equip parents or as parents to be equipped to Kind of watch for these signs that uh, can happen, and and uh, and so this section is really all about that. We have we talk about the warning signs generally of, of mental health when you see a change in the child that uh, you know is of, of the concern. We have a, an article that's more about uh, drug and uh, use, and uh, again signs that are very important. A lot of uh, teenagers who have mental health trying to will tend to self-medicate uh, the uh, the effect of their mental health issues uh, by using drugs or alcohol. So kind of being able to detect that uh, as, a, as a place to start a conversation and try to get the help for the child. Um, and, uh, and then other risky behaviors that uh, could be unhealthy and, and tend to, to cause you know, uh, teenagers especially uh, to be at risk. So, uh, so this this section is is very important, and in the guide we also have some similar uh, 
uh, information, but it also goes through the different what are the the different responses to stressor at different age levels, and uh, how to you know what is normal and how to to detect when something is more than uh, than just a normal response to stress. So so again, very important. Uh, I believe that. You know, the response to stigma and fear is really education and formation, and uh, and then the next best response is is, is finding support. It's taking that, having the the courage to take that step and and speak to somebody. Or somebody just even just to get peace of mind. It may not be very much, but just to get peace of mind uh, that uh, you know there's nothing there that that could be of concern. Well, you know, I must say there's so much to consider when you're talking about mental health and. I really like how Clarity has kind of taken this and consolidated so much information for our military-connected families, you know, whether it's articles on warning signs, as you mentioned, as well as those blogs from parents who are sharing their personal family story. And I think, as you mentioned, just reaching out to someone or even having another conversation with a parent gives our families hope so that they don't feel like they're alone in this struggle. Mm -hmm. And you've shared a lot of advice through this podcast, but is there any additional advice you'd want to give our military-connected families who are trying to decide if they should take action or where they should just start at getting help for their child. Yes. So first of all, is, is of course, review the sign, pay attention, listen to your to your child, and don't jump to conclusions. I think it's uh, it can be you know scary to. I mean, where the information we provide on the site is not enough information to do any diagnosis. Of course, uh, just you know to get a sense of uh, of what is happening and uh, and get help. And so. The second uh, important part is is once you you know seek help, uh, I think it's really important to find a local group of people who have this experience, possibly through a chaplain or a family life counselor or or, or a teacher, um, is is find resources uh, and 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 groups uh, that uh, might have experienced this type of issue. It's difficult uh, <clears throat> when for parents who have this experience to relate to somebody who doesn't or or vice versa right people who who don't have this experience have sometimes a hard time understanding what uh parents who have uh, a child with mental illness are going through and 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 when we talk to them uh you know there's some uh you know the response is not always optimal uh and uh, and so parents who have a child with mental health issues tend to to isolate because of it, because they're they're afraid to be judged, and so so it's important to find other parents who have the same experience. It's like a, I mean, I compare it. It's it's a, maybe a weak uh, comparison, but it's like someone who you know has been in combat and comes back. They can relate to other people, or people who have been in combat with them can relate to that. But but others, it's it's harder to relate to it, and so uh, especially families who have a, a child with serious mental health issues, it can be very difficult, uh, and uh, and so uh, important to connect with people who have similar experience, and then don't give up. Uh, take care of yourself and your marriage through through the process, um, and, uh, and and you know be uh, be proactive in uh, advocating for your child. Well, thank you. I, I must say I, I, agree, I agree with everything that you had to say, and, and it's definitely important to, to have that connection with others that they can identify and empathize with what you're going through as well. Mm-hmm. And our podcast is about telling stories. Is there a, a, maybe a, a final story or message for our listeners that you'd like to share? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, there are so many stories that uh, uh, you know we we encounter here, and obviously uh, they're confidential. But just so you know, um, something that I know in my personal life back in France, uh, I have a, a family relative who uh, had, uh, at a very young age, he was about 10, and uh, showed signs of uh, of mental health issues, uh, you know, by you know, big change in uh, in sleeping and in in eating, and and so his parents uh, took him to uh, uh, a doctor, actually, uh, you know, psychiatrist right away uh, or pretty quickly uh, once they observed that. Which that's uh, about 20 years ago, and so back then it was pretty courageous of them to do that. Uh, it was not something sure. common, and uh, and they did, and and uh, you know, the child had the. Uh, about five sessions with a doctor, and uh, it put him back on the track. He's now an engineer, and he's successful, and he's a very, uh, very happy uh, young man. Um, and so, so I think sometimes it's it's all it takes is having a third party, someone else, talk to the to the child, uh, and kind of unlock some of those uh, fears and issues, and and uh, think that they may not be feel able to talk to the parent. Um, conversely, I know also uh, of, a, of a young man who uh, had severe DHD when he was young, and uh, uh, or, but, but never was really treated for it, and, and then this led into more of a uh, use of drugs and, uh, and caused a more serious mental illness uh, in his adult age. And um, you know, the, the challenge then when the child becomes an adult is it's a very more it's much more difficult to uh to help the child or the you know the son or daughter because as an adult uh he's on his own and parents uh, don't have access to the resources and and don't have access to any information really about uh, what is going on with the child so so it's a in this case yeah, there is still uh, hope, but it's still it's a lot more difficult to to help this child. Uh, and and in the case of a serious mental illness, this is a, can be a lifelong uh, effort, um, which you know involves a lot of uh, time and 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 uh, and and effort to uh, to get the help uh, that is needed and 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 resolve this. It's it. There are many people who live with mental illness who are very uh, happy and productive, live a happy, productive life. It's different, uh, but it's it's possible. So uh, again, I encourage people to uh, to seek uh, help uh, when they when they can and and get uh, and trust uh, you know providers or find good providers that can help them. Wonderful. Gerard, thank you so much for taking the time today to talk to us and for sharing your knowledge and your expertise with our listeners. If you'd like more information about Clarity Child Guidance Center, as well as the site called One in Five Minds, go to www.oneinfiveminds.org backslash military. We'll also include the website information in our show's notes as well. Thanks to all our listeners for joining us today. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you'd like to hear more about. Have a great day. This podcast has been made possible because of the generous support from the Spouses Clubs at F.E. Warren, Scott, and Vance Air Force Bases. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. 
we would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.